Hello and welcome to The Pretty Podcast. I am your host, Paula Josh. I'm a motivational speaker, best-selling author of the book, Cross Addicted, Breaking Free from Family Trauma and Addiction that you can get on Amazon. And I'm also the author of the devotional, Letting Go of Family Trauma and Addiction. You can find that on the YouVersion Bible app and download it for free. But most importantly, I'm a trauma survivor. And on my podcast, I want to share with you tips and tools of recovery and how to embrace your faith so that you can heal and walk into freedom and live your God-given purpose. I know what it was like to be stuck for so many years and not know where to go to get help. And that is why I knew that I needed to start this podcast. I want to read one of the reviews. I love Paula's podcast. Paula uses her life experience to help guide you through healing from your own trauma and addiction. I have found her honesty to be heartwarming. Her podcast has brought me reassurance that I'm not alone. If you don't mind, I would appreciate it at the end of this podcast if you would leave me a review. It helps to get this podcast out into the world and to reach more lost and broken people. Good morning to all my podcast friends. All right, today we are going to talk about change. The title is either going to be Don't Fear Change or Why Trauma Survivors Fear Change. The reason I share that with you, because if you follow me on social media or you have my email address, let me know what title is more catching. Like, because I really want to, my goal and purpose of this podcast is to reach trauma survivors because I understand the struggle that it takes to heal and I understand the struggle that it takes to actually change. And so if you were a trauma survivor, what would more catch your attention? Don't fear change or why trauma survivors struggle with changing. So if you don't mind, if you follow me on social media, send me a message. I would love to hear from you. I'm not sure what I'm going to name today's podcast, but we're going to talk about change. I mean, change is a part of life, right? People around us change all the time. We're changing. Relationships change. Um, Our looks change. So many things change. It's just, it's, it's how life works, right? But I want to talk to you about change from a trauma perspective, because I know for me personally, when I started sensing that I wanted a different life than my upbringing, change was really scary because one of the things it's like, it's almost like you feel like you're betraying in the beginning. It feels like you're betraying your family for wanting a different life or for wanting something more. And some of you that are listening today may understand that. And I used to struggle with this like really bad and my therapist or my mentor gave me a name for it called survivor's guilt. And what I mean by that is that you feel actually guilty for changing and having a better life. 
you know, and I struggled for a very long time, you guys, with survival, survivor's guilt. I'm talking years, and this survivor's guilt would actually make me go back into unhealthy relationships, and then I would start this cycle of getting sick again all over, and so today we're going to talk about change. Of course, I'm going to share a little bit of my story. Um, Welcome to my podcast. If you're new to the Pretty Podcast, where we talk about our pain, rejection, our experiences that led to trauma, so we can allow it to be a training ground for you to find yourself. And so, for many years, I struggled as a trauma survivor. I mean, I had deep, severe trauma and PTSD to the point where I was illiterate. Um, I disassociated, and what I mean by that, it's literally like an outer body experience. Like I was living my life but yet I didn't feel present. I just felt like I was in a coma all the time. And I lived a large part of my life with that. And then after I started healing from disassociation, um, I learned that I was still disassociating in my body through binge eating behaviors because um, I'm going to talk more into that. And I'm actually writing a book on it because I want to help so many people. But yes, binge eating is another form of disassociating, not wanting to be in our body, not wanting to fill. And there's just it's just so interesting what I've learned through this healing journey. But what I've learned is when I started to change, I learned that there were some people who didn't want me to change, who did not want me to grow. Because as I changed and I was growing, it made them uncomfortable. And I also think that it was a reflection of where they were. And what I learned through this healing process of family members or people that I used to hang around with, the more that I healed and the more that I was growing, we actually didn't have that much to talk about anymore. And It's still like, and it was so confusing to me in the beginning that when I started to heal and when I started to grow, when I would talk to these people, it was almost like they didn't make sense to me anymore because the way that I was thinking was changing. The way that I was talking was changing because the old former Paula Everything was dysfunctional. Everything was chaotic. I couldn't keep a schedule. I couldn't pay my bills responsibly. I mean, because of all the family dysfunction and growing up in addiction and all the trauma, it was almost like I was all over the place. And I don't know how else to explain it, but like the hamster on the wheel, you're going 100 miles per hour, but you're not going anywhere. And the more that I started to heal, I started to get this peace within. And when I started to heal, I started to think different. And when I started to think different, I started to speak different. And when I started to think different and speak different, I started to act different. But I'm going to share a couple stories that really um, stick out to me. So growing up, I was on government housing, on welfare, Section 8 housing, single mom of three kids at the age 21. And pretty much a large percent of my family, they depend on government assistance. Like, but that's, 
that's what they depend on for a way of life. So instead of going out and working hard, it's like, let me get a check from the welfare, food stamps, and disability. And I was taught that at such a young age. I remember as a teenager having to use food stamps just to go get food. You know, when my dad was in prison, my mom was an addict. And back then, it was like paper money. It almost kind of looked like Monopoly, but it was food stamps. And I knew at the time that food stamps were food stamps. And it was embarrassing to me as a teenager. And I remember I had to go get some food for me and my little brother. And this young teenage girl who was a cashier, she probably... She didn't know well, you know, she's ripping the paper off and she lays it all on the thing because you have to stamp it. She's like, oh my gosh, this is really cool money. And I'm like putting my hand over my face, like looking down, like this is so embarrassing. Oh my God, just get me out of here. Get me out of here. And you know what, you guys, I share that story with you because those kinds of things can make you carry shame for the rest of your life. If I was to be like, oh my God, I was on welfare. It was so embarrassing when I was little. But then I'm like, now when I flip the switch through my healing, no, that was my life experience. That was a part of my story. That's who, that's who makes me who I am today. But also, I don't have to stay on food stamps just because a large percent of my family's on food stamps. Does that make sense? And so as I was getting older and I'm on welfare and I'm on the Section 8 housing, I'm learning about this program through Section 8 housing. It's called Self-Sufficient Program. They pay part of my rent. I pay part of my rent, but they're also going to help me save money for a down payment for my first house. And so I was in my early 20s when I bought my first house. And then a couple years later, I bought another house. By the time I was 29 years old, I had bought and sold three houses and then I got into selling cars. You know, I worked all these side jobs and there was something inside of me and, 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 and maybe God put it there, but there was always, always, always something inside of me that says you could live different. You could be different. But when I challenged the beliefs of my family and the way that I was raised, they did not like it, but something in me wanted to be healthy, something in me wanted to be whole, something in me wanted to be successful. It was always there. I am 44 years old and I could finally say I'm living my dreams and I'm living my life and I no longer care what people think, but holy crap, I'm going to say it louder, holy crap, it took a long L. Oh, 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 NG time to get here. So I'm going to talk to you about that today. Now, going back to wrap up the story, just to kind of share some things that I had to overcome. I remember selling my first house and I'm in when I sold that home and I moved, I made a large equity. And so I had already had nice furniture because being a single mom of three kids, I would get income tax checks and I would go buy me furniture and stuff like that. Well, when I sold my second house, I made a nice chunk of equity and I'm like, I'm going to refurnish my new home. I'm going to get new furniture. I'm going to give the furniture I have now to my little brother and his wife because it'll possibly help them, you know, just to bless them. This is, you guys, this is me in my early 20s, okay? And so I sold my house, gave my furniture away and bought new furniture. And my mother, bless her, she was a very broken woman. Um, I remember her walking into the new house with my new couches and saying, can I even sit on this furniture? 
can I? Because it, they were red couches, they were nice, they were new, and they were amazing. But in her mindset, is you don't have new furnitures. Everything's passed down. Everything is secondhand. And um, that, you know, I just remember, like, instead of, like, I'm so proud of you, you're working so hard, there was none of that from my mom, you know. And I used to need that, but I don't anymore today. And so when I bought my second home, it had like a pool and an acre. And I remember I was working a full-time job. And I also always had a part-time job because as a single mom, I just needed it paying for daycare and school clothes. And so I remember another family member saying, I can't believe that you have this and you're younger than me. And again, these were jabs by close family members. And I only share this with you because they were jabs that wanted to keep me stuck at a level that I did not want to stay. They were jabs that wanted to keep me stuck at a level I did not want to say. The more that I was healing, the more that I was growing, the scarier it was because I had to leave certain people behind their thoughts and also let them live the life that they wanted to live. I had to finally get to the point and say, no, this is my freaking life. I'm going to live it how I want. And you know what, you guys, today I'm starting a nonprofit. I'm an author. I'm a speaker. I've got three writing projects completed. I'm working on another book right now. And you know what? I would have never, ever dreamed of that or thought of that if I did not let certain people go in their opinions. Okay? So change. Man, we we could talk about that word change forever. And so I want to leave you with some things. Okay? I want to leave you with some things about change. Um, just remember... And, and I'm going to give you a lot of nuggets here. So bear with me. You might have to come back and write some stuff down. People around you are always going to change. Some people may stop talking to you and you don't even know why. But guess what? It may be nothing about you or it may be something about you that you're starting to make them un- uncomfortable. Who cares? Let them go. Let them go. Let them go. And don't try to figure it out. Okay? Change is good. Change is good because change is how we grow. Just know that as you are changing and as you are growing, relationships will change. You know what else changes as we are healing and growing our looks? We may look one way and I, because I didn't know my identity. I didn't know how I like to dress. I didn't know how I like to talk. So my Identity is still changing. I'm learning who I am in Christ. I'm learning what clothes I like to wear and how I like to talk. Before, the way that I dressed, the way that I talked was always controlled by trying to fit in or please other people. But not today. Not today. Some people people are not going to want you to grow. Because when you're growing and changing, it's going to make them very uncomfortable. Now, that's a nugget that you need to remember. When we start to break out of our old patterns, some people are not going to like it because they're so used to doing the dysfunctional dance with you. 
So when you stop doing the dysfunctional dance and you kind of remove yourself from the circle, they are not going to like it. And that may be the people who say, you think you're better than us. You, you've changed. You know what? There's some people that said you've changed. And you know what I started to say? Thank you. I have changed. Thank you for the compliment. And I'm so glad that you noticed, even though I knew what they were really trying to say, right? Sometimes when we change, people will feel betrayed and abandoned, when, especially when we're no longer their project. There was a lot of people in my life that helped me in the broken stages. But you know what? I knew you recognized you guys. Not too long, I started to outgrow them. You will outgrow people who once used to help you. And then what's crazy is when they try to come back and speak into your life, you're like, nope, not there anymore. Don't even. Taking care of ourselves is a new behavior because we were always taught to like please other people or pacify them, right? Especially if you grew up in a house where there was an abusive parent or there was addiction. We were always taught to just don't talk, don't trust, don't feel, be quiet, make them happy. But man, when we start to heal and we find our voice, it's like, don't mess with me, bro. Right? Just kidding. But we do. We find our voice and they don't like it. Right? When we change, we're no longer going to be bullied or silenced by other people. Right? We're no longer going to let people manipulate us. When we heal and grow, we're like, no, sorry, but that's not my truth anymore. That's not my truth. That may be your truth, but it's not my truth. As we change and we're growing, we have to learn to trust our own feelings. Get in touch with how we are really feeling and what our desires are over what other people think that we should be doing right. No matter how much we feel that we need other relationships, we first need to ask ourselves, what do we need? Is this relationship adding to my growth or is it taken away, right? There's some people that we can't cut out of our lives. Let's say parents, let's say children, right? But we're going to have to learn how to keep growing and changing You know, what I do today when some people are calling me that are family members that are super negative, I'm like, hey, got to go. Hey, I got to go. We can talk later because I'm not going to allow them to pour their toxicness into me anymore. I know that may sound harsh. Who do you think you are, Polly? You think you're better than us? Nope. Imagine a clear jug of water and somebody's takes some toxic chemicals at black and it's pouring it in the water. That water is not going to be good to drink anymore. And you know what? I need to protect my soul. I've done so much work to heal and to get where I'm at today that you are not going to affect my life anymore. Don't worry. I don't do it perfect. I still let some people in. And it's like, dang, that that stung. How did you get access to me again, right? When somebody is angry, we stop taking responsibility and assume it's our fault. And this is a little trauma survivor nugget right here because sometimes when people are angry and they stop talking to us, we already is like, oh, it's my fault. I did something wrong. But you know what? We have to stop allowing their dysfunction, their anger to control our new path, 
right? It's time for us to move forward. And guess what, you guys? I posted this on social media earlier this week. If other people want to break relationships off with us as a result of our change, we don't have to go back and try to fix them anymore or fix the relationship. It's no longer, we're no longer going to like try to, how do I want to put this? We are no longer going to try to change ourselves to keep this relationship, right? Can you, can you think of any relationships for so long that you kept trying to fix them or fit in all by paying the price of not being the change that you really want to be? You know what? If a relationship is not working out, you guys, let them go because a healthier one will always come. And I'm going to end with this. On my journey of healing from trauma, I've lost a lot of friendships, a lot. And let me tell you why I lost them, because I was no longer their project. They didn't like my growth. So they were telling me what I should do and what I should not do. A lot of people are looking at me. Who does she think she is that she's going to write a book and be in ministry laughing at me? A lot of people, who does she think she is getting married again for their third time? Well, hello, nine years of happy marriage. Yep, God healed me. Sorry. Yep, my first two marriages, I was super broken, right? I'm not. I'm going to take a chance on love again. And the husband now has loved me into wholeness. He has been the greatest gift for my healing journey. So don't fear change. And I guess that's what I'm going to name this one, but I still want to hear back from you. Why trauma survivors fear change or don't fear change? Tell me what would have been a better title. I think I'm just going to go with don't fear change. But I would love to hear on that. But anyways, I hope today's podcast blesses you. And I want to hear about the changes you're making in your life. Slide up in my DM. Tell me the changes you're working on. Tell me where you're at. Tell me where you're stuck. I always love getting messages for you. And I do love to share them on my Instagram stories. Have an amazing day. And I love you. And I'm so thankful for you. And you know what? If you're new to my podcast, I I would love if you left me a review. If you aren't already, make sure you are following me on Instagram, my Facebook motivational speaker page, or you can find more resources. I have a seven-day devotional on the YouVersion Bible app called Letting Go of Family Trauma and Addiction. Or if you're needing something a little bit deeper that you want to work through your healing journey, you can get my book, Cross Addicted, Breaking Free from Family Trauma and Addiction on Amazon.